Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello and welcome back to the 14th episode of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. First, I just want to thank you guys for stopping by. Also, I want to give a shout out to those folks who are leaving us those five-star positive reviews over on iTunes. We got two new ones this week from Battle Geek as well as JB Lopez 2020. I really appreciate you guys going over there, showing me some love, letting me know you like the show. And this show has been so much fun to produce and to do and meet all of the new creators and things like that. And this week we have a great, great interview. I cannot wait for you guys to hear that. I do want to do a little bit of housekeeping though before we jump into the interview. Don't forget to support our sponsors. In turn, you're supporting the show. You can go on over to Patreon and support as little as a dollar a month. As little as you want or as much as you want and it really does help the show out don't forget to use our audible link uh, use our audio blocks link for all of your royalty free audio needs uh, TubeBuddy, all of those good sponsors that help out the show all of the links will be down below uh, to help us out it really does make this happen we really do appreciate you guys and before we get into the interview portion of the show, I do want to mention one piece of news that's related to YouTube and video creation itself. Uh, Amazon this week released its new YouTube competitor, uh, Amazon Video Direct. Basically, it's going to allow you as creators to upload your content to their platform, which is called Amazon Video Direct. I'll have all the links down below, uh, and I'll have more reporting on that at a later date and let you guys kind of know what I think about it. I did sign up for it just to kind of test out the water, see what it's all about. Uh, and if you're doing something, it's always important to kind of see what the competitors are doing so you can do it better. Uh, and I think it's good for competition. I think it's great that YouTube's going to have uh, a, you know, a com direct competitor in what they're doing. So that's definitely not a bad thing. So don't take it that I'm saying it's a bad thing because it's not. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's interview with Scott from Scott and Camber. All right, guys, and here we are at the interview portion of this week's episode, and I am honored to have Scott Simpson with us from Scott and Camber. Scott and Camber have been on YouTube for seven years, have 12,000 subscribers and over 2.7 million video views on their family vlogging YouTube channel. They have a positive outlook on vlogging with their three kids, and the videos are an absolute blast. Scott and Camber have also written two inspirational books that can be found on Amazon and other outlets. Scott, how are you doing today? I'm awesome. How you doing, Dusty? I'm doing fantastic. So before we dive into the interview questions, can you just give me a brief synopsis of what your channel is about? Yeah, our channel is a family vlogging channel. We produce one video a week and we try and go all out and do whatever we can to make that video as entertaining as possible. And, uh, you know, part of what makes us unique is that my kids offer commentary. My wife and I and my kids offer commentary throughout the vlog. And so it's it offers a little bit different of a twist. And uh, they just say, you know, kids say the darndest things. And, and uh, we try and get as much of that as we possibly can in our in our video. So it, it makes it fun and funny. That, that's awesome. And for those, I, I actually, before we did the episode, I've gone back the past few days when Scott and I connected on Twitter. Uh, he actually was a listener of the show uh, and, and contacted me. And that's a great way for me to input this in here right now. If your YouTube channel is something that you would like to have on this show and, and be interviewed by me, I would love to have you on the show. So Scott, 
Give me a brief rundown of how you got started on YouTube. So, well, I think like many other people, a few years back, YouTube was kind of like, what? What is this? And we didn't think of it as like a social media platform. I think everybody, it, most people thought of it as like, oh, I can post my videos and send them to my mom, send them to my dad. You know, they're out of state and, and it'll be really cute. So that's kind of what we did in the beginning is we just made a couple of videos and sent them over to my parents. And then my wife and I um, decided that we wanted to kind of take a different turn and, and, uh, and use it for our business. And we were doing motivational speaking. We had written a couple of books at the time. And so we're like, well, why don't we post some motivational videos on there? And we started doing that and that slowly transitioned into like family motivational videos. And then it's like, then we kind of dropped the, the motivation a few years ago. And, and now we just offer like funny and heartwarming family vlogs. We were like, we thought that, um, you know, it was motivational to motivational enough to like see uh, family doing fun things. And we thought that, um, that we just thought it would be a, a good natural segue for us. And to be honest with you, when my when my third baby came along, it was like it we we kind of transfer transitioned into the uh, family vlogging style because it was a little bit easier. You know, it was like we we could just film what was going on during the day and edit it rather than script something out and sit down and plan and prepare and get all the lighting set up and and do all that and. Um, and so, yeah, so it's it's turned into this fun family vlog. <laughs> That's awesome. And the, the one thing that you and I talked about pre-show and I already knew by watching a few of your videos is that you really focus in on like the positive outlook. Like when you're creating these videos, when you're watching your videos, you just get a good feeling inside. Like you're just like, man, these are just, these are just fun videos and it just makes you feel good, especially if you have kids like I do and you do. But what made you want to go that route as far as like creating these just really positive, really, like you said, the, the word heartwarming videos? Yeah, so my wife and I are big believers in the power of positive thinking, and we always have been, and that's why our businesses have been successful, and and uh, YouTube has been somewhat successful. It's it's we try and keep a positive outlook on everything that we do in life, and uh, we wanted to we wanted to carry that over onto YouTube. We felt like there's enough stuff out there that's negative, um, there's enough garbage that's out there, and we really wanted to offer something that was maybe a little more unique in that it's always, we always try to stay positive. Even when we have days that are down, we try and offer a positive outlook or a positive spin on them. You know, see the good, what's going on? How, how can we take this, this uh, negative moment and turn it into a positive for us. Absolutely. And that's that's so true, the statement that you made. There there definitely is enough garbage out there. And if we're just specifically talking about YouTube, you know, I'm not downing on anybody who does anything negative or anything like that. But the the thing is, is that if you go on YouTube and search, you're going to find a bunch of garbage. I mean, that's just the truth The truth behind it, right? And whenever you stumble across a channel like what Scott and Camber are doing right now with the positive in their, their family, and it's just a lot of fun, and it's a, just a joy to watch. So congratulations on just creating that positive outlook on your, on your channel, Scott. Definitely want to uh, give you kudos for that. So moving into question number two, I know we talked before the show that you do have a separate business outside of YouTube. It's kind of like a hobby for you right now, but how has YouTube helped your business, if at all, and how is YouTube kind of becoming a business? 
Yeah, so like I was telling you um, pre-show, you know, we have multiple streams of income. That's how we've tried to set up our, our life and our financial, um, you know, our, our financial, uh, what am I trying to say? Our, our financial outlook, our, our financial strategy. That's what I was looking for. And, um, and so YouTube is one of those streams of income. I have uh, a full-time business that I own and we have multiple streams of income. YouTube right now is becoming one of our larger streams of income, which is kind of neat. Uh, and, and eventually, I think what we'd love is for YouTube to become you know, a primary source of income so that way we can have more time and freedom. Now, what's cool, the, the way that we had it set up in the beginning was that uh, because we were doing more motivational videos in, that, in, uh, uh, in the beginning was um, we were able to use those videos to help promote our books and help promote our speaking and our seminars and some of the programs that we had offered. And, and so that was really cool because they were working together. But what we found is that our, our niche was kind of limited. And, and so now that we've transitioned to family vlogging and we're building up our audience, we're still able to sell our books and we're still able to, to talk about our programs and things like that. Now, we don't do it every day because I, I think that just that gets a little bit irritating when people are just constantly self-promoting and promoting things. But, um, but yeah, it, it, we, we always try to help make our uh, streams of income complement each other. And so could, could YouTube be a little bit better at complementing some of our other areas? Sure. But, um, you know, but it's also a, a standalone stream and we, we want to make it so it's not, it's not all about just making money. We want to make it so that way it's, it's about helping people and inspiring people. And we've had some awesome, awesome followers, subscribers who have left us comments that have just been so touching. Like, I mean, Dusty, you've been on YouTube for a while. You've probably had subscribers just say nice things to you. But we've had people who are like, you know, I was feeling down, contemplating suicide, and, and I watched your videos, and and they really um, helped bring me out of my funk. And and. I can't tell you like how, uh, how, how like how good that makes you feel, but how much of a responsibility you kind of feel like you have as well. And um, and so we always try to, you know, that so we try to help people in what we're in our vlogs and what we're doing. And that that's such a neat thing about what we get to do, right? As content creators, whether it be this podcast or a YouTube video. The main thing is, the thing that you said early on in that statement when you started there about, you know, you don't want to create YouTube videos just to make money. That That's what I tell people all of the time. If you get into this business to create content, to make money, you're number one, you're going to fail immediately because you're going to be dissatisfied that you're not making what you think you should be. And two, you're going about it for the wrong reason. And one thing that Scott said there that really uh, hit home to me and that I try to hit home in the podcast a lot is that create content to make a difference, to impact people's lives. And I promise you, when you do that, when you create that content that's going to touch people, that's going to help people, I guarantee you, you're going to get it back twofold. 
not only monetarily, but also just just them giving you those positive comments. And multiple times I have people just in the infancy of this show here, the podcast, they'll email me and they'll say, you got me off the couch and you got me to create a video. And in turn, my channel is now starting to grow and it's helping me to stay motivated. And it's that kind of thing that really helps me stay motivated myself to create the content that I do. So before we get to the next question I normally do, Scott, I want to ask you uh, if there's any vloggers out there in the audience who listen, what are some things that you have done quickly uh, that have helped you maybe monetize your videos as far as like, I know you're using the AdSense program to monetize your videos, but are there any other things that you're doing, like putting your book links in the description or what are you guys doing to, to help monetize y- your content? Um, yeah, so so we talk about our books occasionally. I, you know what? I don't think I have them in the description. I have a link from our homepage. Sure. Our, uh, our YouTube channel. I did page, see but, that. Yeah. But I don't have them in the description. That's probably something I should do. My goodness. I can't believe I didn't think of that on my own. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so we monetize through our books. We monetize through, uh, AdSense. And then we have, um, you know, on occasion, we'll right now. You know, not with my own channel, but through YouTube. I've 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 been working with a, a local orthodontist, helping them produce videos, and so uh, you know, so I, I make a little bit of money there. And um, you know, I think that's one thing that a lot of uh, video makers, content creators, kind of uh, they don't really see opportunity. Once you learn how to make videos and upload, there are people who don't know how to do that. So just being able to help them do that um, can create additional revenue as well. So, um, so I'm you know I help I help people upload videos occasionally, and that and that brings in a little bit of income. But mostly, most of our monetization comes from uh, our AdSense and from our books. Hopefully, someday soon we'll we'll be able to start doing some some more branding deals and things like that, which would be fun. Look forward to that. Which is where which is where a lot of vloggers get to eventually, right? Where you get brands reaching out to you and they're like, "Hey, you know, here's this toy or here's this uh, product that I think uh, your family would really enjoy, and you could feature it in your blog, uh, in your vlog." And that's that's definitely something that I see you guys getting into in the future. And if you're a vlogger out there, that's another way to uh, to get that. And while we're here talking about this, if you have written a book or an ebook or something like that, like Scott and Camber have, uh, definitely utilize the description to uh, to get more links back to the book. Uh, because not only is that going to build that link juice for the, for the the product, but it's also going to help you look official too. You're going to look like, oh wow, this person has written a book, and they may not go back to your channel page. Uh, and that's something that I think Scott and Camber can do, and I think they'll probably see an increase in sales uh, for their books. Um, so definitely be thinking about that if you guys have a product or a book that you have written. Uh, so question number three for me, for you, Scott, is what is something that you wish someone had told you when you first were starting out on YouTube? I think that I wish that somebody would have told me um, that if you put time into doing quality editing, that it'll pay off. And it, it, when I first started, when we first started doing family vlogging, I would just kind of mash up all of our clips together and put them out, and they wouldn't really be in any, um, you know, in any like production plan. There wasn't really a strategy. It was just like, hey, let's just mash this all together and see what happens. And as I've gotten better at editing, as I've as I've done more videos, 
I've come to realize that when you produce a, a high quality vlog where you have music and you have um, you have montages of videos where it's, it's like you're you're going through your day quickly uh, to music and and um, you know you implement tools like slow motion and, and where as applicable not just you know you don't just make your whole video slow motion <laughs> but um, uh, if you produce a uh, a high quality vlog then it pays off in the long run. People stay for longer. Your uh, your analytics for audience retention look better, and that always looks good on YouTube. Dusty, you, you being the you know uh, the tech guru, you probably understand that. It's like the higher the retention, the the more uh, YouTube traffic that you get. And uh, you know, as we have started producing higher quality vlogs, um, you know, we've seen an increase in in subscribers and traffic and in retention. And that's, that's what matters. Absolutely. And editing is definitely something that I, I haven't really focused much on here on the show. I always tell people, you know, make sure your audio is good first and then move on to the video. Would you agree with that as far as like the audio quality coming into the video when you're producing videos? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, and more, I think more so for videos like yours where you do more voiceover because with ours, we're we're just holding our camera, and and sometimes it's windy and you can't hear us. But in those types of situations, that's where you want to you want to make sure that you put in subtitles. If people can't hear what you're saying, then show them. And it's just like it's just like watching a TV show, right? It's like a reality TV show. If you can't hear what the person is saying, they put subtitles in there, and then you feel like, oh, okay, well now I understood what they were saying. Absolutely, and and I definitely want to encourage the audience to go watch some of your videos because of the point you just made. The editing that you're doing on these family vlogs, and again, I think you've really structured it well. Uh, like you said, you you have a, a daytime job, so you're not doing this full-time. You're doing one video per week. So I think by, by abiding by that schedule, it allows you to spend the time to dive into these vlogs and really edit them in a way that when someone goes to watch one of your videos, they're like, oh, wow, this person surely put in a lot of time to edit this video, whether it be subtitles or the transition effects or or whatever it is, I'm a nerd in, in general. So for me, I see all of that stuff and I'm like, oh man, I really want to get into that. You know, a lot of what I do outside of my YouTube channel is I do a lot of video editing and recording for churches and businesses. And with with that being said, you know, watching some of y'all's videos, it, it really stands out when you're watching a channel. And, you know, I always mention Casey Neistat because of, of the way he edits his videos. He does such a great job at, at, at editing and producing his videos, it's one of those things to where it's like, it's not necessarily, you know, to where I tell people, make sure you're a, a great editor before you, you get on YouTube. But it's one of those things to where it's fun to learn and it's fun to do if you have the time. And when you do it, you're going to see results. And the audience retention, I'm not going to, you know, beat that dead horse again. But if you do edit your videos well, like what Scott is talking about, I, I guarantee you, you're going to see an increase and a jump and the retention because just naturally people are going to want to watch stuff that looks, you know, better produced. And that's such an important thing that you mentioned there. And it's a great, great tip, Scott. Um, so going into the next question, it segues just perfectly. Are there any YouTube tools or tools that you use that you would like to recommend to our audience that you just couldn't live without software, hardware, whatever it be? Uh, yeah, I've got a few tools that I just absolutely love. Um, I've got, uh, 
you know, our vlog, our main vlogging camera is a Canon G7X. And we started with a, a little Canon power shot. And when we switched over to the G7X, um, it just made a world of difference in the video quality. It's it, the, the picture is just pristine. And I love using that camera. Now, I understand that a lot of people are just getting started can't use that. And so I, I don't think that it's the most important thing that you need to think about when um, starting a vlogging channel. You just pick up a camera and do whatever you can. But if you can afford to increase the quality of your videos, then uh, by all means, I say go ahead and do that. Um, as far as uh, so when we do our like confessionals or our interviews for our vlogs, I have a, a Zoom H4n and um, you know, I love that. The audio quality that comes out of those little boxes is just it blows my mind. It's amazing. Yeah, Zoom H4n is a portable audio recorder that you can plug, um, you know, uh, uh, big mics into. You can plug your uh, lav mics into your lavalier mics, you know, like your, uh, your, your pinnable mics on your collar mics, things like that. Um, or you can just use the onboard system that it's got. And uh, we do that. We've got a little uh, little win screen on there, and um, and it's just it's just awesome. <laughs> I just love I'm, I'm kind of geeking out here. I love that that little piece of equipment. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'll I'll actually have Scott send me over the names of all of the stuff he's mentioning, and I'll actually link that in the show notes in case you guys are interested in seeing kind of what he uses to produce his vlogs. Now, what? What piece of software do you use, Scott, to edit your your videos? I use it, it's called um, CyberLink PowerDirector 14, and um, it's it's kind of a a middle range type of uh, uh, editing software. I think it it ran me about two hundred dollars, and I love it. And I'm you know I'm not a like I'm not a strong advocate of any one piece of editing software. I, I'd say to people, just find one that works for you and make sure that it's intuitive and that you're not having to, you know, you're not having to like research everything that you do, um, you know, by, by looking at YouTube t tutorials. Uh, obviously, when you get into more like complex editing scenarios, then you want to look things up. But I just say, just get a, get a piece of software that works for you, whether it's Adobe or, or, uh, uh, Final Cut or, um, you know, any of those ones. It's, I like Power It's super yeah. important that you're just comfortable with it, right? Like that yeah. you that you know it and that when you're in it, you know you can quickly get around and navigate the software. You know, I prefer ScreenFlow, you know, to do screencast videos and I prefer Premiere Pro to do uh, other video editing. But I also use Adobe Audition for the audio. And uh, there's, there's others, you know, just because I use something doesn't mean it's going to be perfect for somebody else. There's a lot of great options out there. Uh, and and to, to, to prove that point, I had never heard of that software that, that you mentioned to me that you use, but your videos look great. So obviously it's working for you. Uh, and just, just feel comfortable with what you use. And I'll definitely put all of the information of all of those names of stuff that Scott just mentioned in the show notes. If you're curious, Kira, what was I saying? If you're curious to know uh, what he uses. Uh, so that's awesome. Anything else there, Scott, before we move on, move on? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, most editing software has got free trials. And Absolutely. so what I recommend to people is to download a couple of them, you know, give them a trial run. Sometimes with like Adobe, you'll see some lag on your computer. It'll slow things down. And that was that was one reason, you know, I have a new computer now. But when I first started, that was one of the things that 
uh, brought me to Power Director was that there was no lag. It was always smooth. It was just like it was quick. It has really quick processing times. Uh, and so I can process like a 12 minute um, uh, 1920, 1080p uh, high definition video, and it would take about five minutes to process that or render it. And, uh, and so, yeah, so just, just try them out and figure out which one works for you. Absolutely. Uh, next question is this, if you could give one piece of advice to an emerging YouTuber or someone who's wanting to start out on YouTube, what would that be? Don't be afraid to put the videos out. And, and I mean, that's, that's one thing. So like, I, there's a lot of people who are like, I really want to do that. It, it, we found the same thing when we wrote our book. Um, we've really, we've always had an idea to do it. I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to do it and nobody ever does it. And, um, so you just have to, you have to get through that fear. You're going to have some people make weird comments. Yeah, that's just part of life. Uh, but you're going to have more people who like what you're doing and appreciate it. And your parents, you know, if, if you, if you're like us and our, your parents live out of town and you're doing it to share videos with your family, my goodness, that in itself is, is worth it. So, um, so don't be afraid to to get that first video out there. Don't be afraid to post it. And then the the other thing, another piece of advice is uh, you know don't look at analytics. Don't like don't sit there and watch your analytics waiting for views to come in. As soon as I post a video, I'm immediately thinking about the next video. Uh, and and um, you have to have a passion for it, you know, in, in order to have that mentality. But if you're constantly sitting there looking at your analytics, you're never going to be happy because it's like watching a, a uh, trying to watch water boil, you know, it's, it's just <laughs> don't the one, the, the, the statement that I've, I've tried to, I'm trying to find a way to put the words to where they, they, they resonate and it's a real short statement, but something that I've, I've garnered over the past couple of months is don't let the numbers drag you down. And, and I think that's such a true statement because like you said, it's real easy to go into analytics and be like, oh my gosh, I worked so hard on that video and it's only got 20 views, you know, and probably half of those are my mom, you know, so yeah. you can't let that kind of stuff drag you down because eventually you will gain traction. And if you do the things that these creators that come on my shows and other shows are talking about, I guarantee you, you're going to get traction. And if people can tell that you're passionate about what you do, you're going to get views, you're going to get subscribers. But as I've told you before, none of those numbers really matter. You just want people to watch your content, whether it be 10 people or 10 million people. Uh, obviously, you'd rather it be 10 million, but you know it'll take a little while to get there. So that's some, that's some great advice from Scott on the, those two pieces of advice there. And Dusty, you know, the good saying is uh, you're never a prophet in your own land as well. And, um, so if you're if you're hoping that all of your friends on Facebook are going to watch your videos, it's just not going to happen. People, your best friends sometimes just don't even care that you're doing it. And and that was so disheartening in the beginning. We're like, why aren't our friends commenting on these things? Why aren't they watching them? And we realized it's like, well, you know, I guess not everybody's into what we're doing. So so we had to kind of get through that, but uh but now it's like, you know, we built up an audience of people who really enjoy it. And that's what's most important. That's what matters. That's it. Uh, so getting into the end of the interview here, the last couple of questions, what is next for your YouTube channel specifically? And then on the back of that, where do you see YouTube going as a platform in the future? Well, let me, I'll, I'll take those questions backwards. Um, I, I think that YouTube is 
turning in, it's going to turn into a it, more of like a Netflix style model or Amazon Prime style model. And if you if you've been watching the news, Amazon just released their own uh, content platform where creators can get on there and and uh, and uh, release their own videos just like they can on on YouTube. And so Amazon is now competing with YouTube and they're going to, everything is, I think is going to kind of, uh, meet where, uh, you know, where, where, um, uh, videos are streamable. You have TV shows, you have content, you have people, content creators putting out shows, putting out videos. And so, um, to make a long story short, our philosophy with our, our channel right now is to create high quality videos that uh, are professional enough that people stop and you know think of them as a TV show or think of them as yeah, think of them as a, a season of Scott and Camber rather than just the Scott and Camber home videos. And so we've really tried to up our quality and uh, and produce more of a, a television show style of a vlog. And because I feel like that's kind of going to be the future. The people who are most professional are going to be the leaders in the industry. And, uh, and then the, the folks who are, are just producing home videos are going to kind of not, not necessarily fall by the wayside, but not get as much attention. Right. I think that uh, on that note, I believe in the next five to 10, maybe 15 years, I think that the lines between, you know, TV and content creation like on YouTube or Amazon or Vimeo, whatever, I think those lines are going to continue to blur until we cannot see any difference in the two. Uh, I think that YouTube's definitely going to continue to dump money into creators who are doing awesome stuff, creative stuff, and uh, stuff like what you're talking about, stuff that's looking polished. Uh, and that's one thing that I've always mentioned on this show and in my videos on my YouTube channel. You know, when I do tutorial videos, which is a lot of what I do on my YouTube channel, when I do those videos, I go on YouTube and I look and I see, is there any tutorials on how to do this? And for the most part, there's tons of videos on how to do it, but none of the videos are done well. And, you know, Scott, it's funny when I look for these videos, I'm like, man, I can't even understand what these people are saying. And, and I don't I don't even know when I get done with the video, I cannot accomplish what I came here to do, to do. And the thing is, is that with you creating blogs and things like that, you want it to look crisp and good and clear. And like you said, you don't want people to be able to tell the difference in a TV show and the Scott and Camber show. Like that's just something that you want to position yourself to do. And I definitely think those lines are going to continue to blur. So uh, what's next for your channel specifically? Yeah, our channel specifically, we're going to continue to do what we've been doing. Um, we have, uh, we've thought about increasing our, um, you know, increasing the uh, the number of videos that we produce in a week, but I think right now we're going to stay where we're at and just continue to build up our audience. And then eventually, I'm hoping that as our channel grows, then we'll be able to free up some time that we'll be able to do more more videos because I I, I think that you know one video a week can produce an income, but you can double that income by producing two videos a week. Yep, it's just and, it's basic math, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> So uh, I eventually I think that we want to get there, but we came from doing seven videos a week, and that was just way too much. And and so we're like, well, let's put out one really good video. You got to find that balance, right? 
That's right. That's right. And we're really confident and comfortable with what we're doing right now. So I think that will slowly get there. But, um, um, but you know, probably maybe sometime in the next six or so months. That's great. Uh, and then the last question is just a fun one that I always like to ask. What are some guilty pleasure channels that you watch on YouTube? Uh, I really like the um, like Devin Supertramp. Love watching Devin Supertramp. I just love all those like steady cam videos, you know, where they they do all these sweet action shots and 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 the camera. I I look for like video production quality. And, and so when I see something like what Devin Supertramp puts out, I'm just like blown away and I'm like, Oh, I want a steady cam so bad. Or I want to, right. It I just in, inspires and, you, right? Yeah. I need to find somebody who could do parkour and jump this fence. And I, you know, it's like, I really, yeah, it's totally inspirational. So I like Devin Supertramp. I like, uh, um, I think it's, uh, Scott DW, Scott Wynn, and he produces stuff that's kind of like Devin Supertramp, but it has more of a fun a fun spin to it. And then, um, what's his face? The, the, the redheaded magician. I can't even think of his name. <laughs> I've never heard of this guy. Oh goodness. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel bad about not remembering his name now, but I like watching him too. So there's right. a few of them that are I'll, I'll have you shoot me those links as well. So we can put those in the show notes. Uh, before I let you go, Scott, why don't you tell people where they can find you on the internet? Yeah, they can find us, our channel, our YouTube channel, Scott and Camber. Facebook page is Scott and Camber. Our Instagram is Scott and Camber. And uh, so basically, if you look up Scott and Camber, you'll be able to find our social media. And hey, Dusty, you know, real quick, I, I wanted to throw out a couple of books for your Audible Absolutely. Listeners. Yeah, we can do that. So uh, definitely, if you guys haven't already, you can support the show by going on over to Audible. And the show the, the link will be in the show notes. You can download a free audiobook by using our link. And it helps us out, helps us pay for the hosting of this show. Uh, so go ahead and give me those recommendations, Scott. Okay, so uh, the first book that I recommend is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Phenomenal book written in like the 20s, I think. And it's just a great resource for uh, creating a success mindset. I already mentioned The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. That's a great book. Great book. That, yeah, phenomenal book. And um, I think those are my two, some of my two favorites. So I'll That's probably awesome. look at them. Yeah, we'll we'll link we'll link to those as well. You can get a free audio uh, book using our Audible link to listen to while you work out and stuff like that. Scott, I just want to let you know that I really appreciate number one what you and Camber are doing on YouTube. It's just some great stuff out there. You're you're making a difference, and that's always what I like to talk about on the show. And Scott, I just really appreciate you joining me today. And I guess I'll talk to you later. Awesome, sounds good.